change It's like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief You see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and you're so deep You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. You may have just been scamming the radio, seeing what's going on. You hit the right station, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're about that life, Church on the Block. We are here talking to y'all today, man. We, we, we've thought about this whole conversation. Every time we say, you know, the, the, the show Church on the Block, real talk about hip hop, the church and the streets. And we're asking, like, what do we mean when we say this? And whether you listen to us on a regular basis, which I'm sure you do, uh, um, we can see how many people um, hit us on Instagram, all 83 of y'all. So being able to know that, what do we mean when we say that, especially as believers, as pastors, as leaders, as church leaders? And we really want to kind of break that down through interviews and conversation with, 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 with young brothers and even some sisters about their experience on the street and their their context of life um, as a believer uh, in the midst of that. And so we're here today dialoguing about uh, about the streets and and what do we mean when we say that? And and really, as you think about it, uh, as a believer or somebody just curious about this, like what is your perspective of the streets? Are you only going off of what you see in the media, whatever city you may be hearing this from or living in? Are you going by all the hype that's out there? Um, are you um, you know, burnt by the streets? Are you are you done with church because they connected to the streets? Whatever it might be, we want you to know our our context is to be uh, authentic to both the human beings who are going through um, like post traumatic stress syndrome, oftentimes in the streets from a, a life that has been maybe tagged with trauma or a life that has been um, just not really aware that. God loves them and how, how crazy in love God is with them. And so we, we want to make sure that you understand our perspective is to be our incarnational with folks on the street. We're here with the great host, DJ Ruckus and uh, 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 Pastor Jay. What's up, fellas? What's up, y'all? It's Pastor Jay. Glad to be on here again with my boy, Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, and one of my favorite people in the world, our special guest you hear about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, DJ Ruckus. Happy to be here this Sunday morning. It is... Uh, a blessing to be alive again. I know I went on my little tangent for a minute. That's why I'm like, wait a minute, let me let me introduce my brothers right here uh, for a second. And we got a guest. I thought you forgot I'm about us. Know. I thought you forgot I'm about not. us today, Pastor Phil. We weren't on the Y'all show. Y'all my soapbox, man. Um, and <laughs> we got a special guest with us. What's up, young man? Tell us your name, man. Who is you? Who is you? Yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Jeff Russell. Glad to be on here tonight with you all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad, glad you're with us, man. Glad you're with us. On this great Sunday morning, on this great Sunday morning, man. So, as we have, as we have talked a little bit about the about the the our perspective of being an incarnational when it comes to the streets, man. What is your dial? What is y'all thought? And, and and Jeff, just chime in anyway, man. Interrupt us all. Uh, but what is y'all thought about about the street? When we talk about the streets, what are we meaning? What are we saying? Maybe from our own experience, on um, frustrations. Uh, with it as a body of Christ, connecting with the streets, and even with music. When we talk about hip hop music, right? <laughs> Don't let us talk about that subject, uh, Christian hip hop music and the streets. But um, what is your perspective? What is your your dialogue about it, man? <laughs> uh, I guess I'll jump in first. Man. Way too long. <laughs> uh, go ahead, T. You had a long day, Jay. You had a long day. Yeah, man, I did. But bro, like. <laughs> This idea, it's amazing that we even have to have a conversation about what we mean by the streets 
when we talking to people of faith. Like it just it make me scratch my head. It's like bottom line is if if you look at the life of Christ, like he spends less than five percent of his time inside a, a like a religious edifice of any sort. Except for when he was whooping them. Yeah, well, he, he went there for one one purpose, right? Either to diss the church folks, you know what I'm saying, and tell them they was like broods of vipers or, or you know, too righteous and holy and need to come off their high horse. Or he was out on the block, like, talking to the people that, that needed him the most. And so it cracks me up that we got to be like, what do you mean by the streets? I mean, outside the four walls of the church, that's what we mean by the streets, like, not in the church building. <laughs> but... Uh, I think it's also like we also had this ethos of the least of these, those who've been marginalized by society, those who've been left on the outskirts, um, those who've been left to fend for themselves in whatever capacity that means, whether that's financially, not having a family unit that they you know desire and need to have, um, but searching for that love. You know what I mean? And so when we talk about the streets, we talk about folks who are here for real. You know, like really trying to get it in, really trying to live life the best way they know how. Um, and sometimes when we left our own devices, it can be the most damaging thing in the world to us. So, man, we're talking about these brothers and sisters we see out here every day on the corner that we see walking the blocks, that we see making decisions that we know are detrimental to their lives. But it's all they know. And uh, until we step up and show them a new way um, or something different through loving on them. Uh, we can't really be dogging them out because people are going to do only what they see and what they know. So, I mean, I mean, everything you're saying is exactly right. And, and what you said at the beginning, man, was so true. Like, it's so ironic. We talk about the streets when Christ ministry was all in the streets. <laughs> you know I mean? It was like, this seems uh, uh, an irony to even talk about it. Part. I mean, you know, uh, the, you know, the part that really, you know, frustrates me the most is if those who are in church never were, even connected to whether it's the streets or just a life outside of God, mm-hmm. right? It's almost as if I never know. It's like when folks want to talk about youth ministry, like, weren't you ever 15? Did you just skip? Did you just go right from like fifth grade to adulthood? Like you never, I don't understand what these kids are going through. Yeah, you do. No girl wanted to date you either. So you was out here trying to get your freak on. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's the part that, 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 that rubs me so, so much the wrong way. And as if there is some sort of, um, uh, uh, force field that kept folks away from anything, you know what I mean? Let alone when they, but when they get to the, and I think sometimes that's a sickness of the body of Christ. When you get back to the crib, that's when all the vices come out. That's when you, you, you on the porn sites, you on some kind of, don't even know what's, you on farmers.com, get some booty. I don't know what site you on, but it's, it's crazy because you, you on some, because you're not real, because you're not real, all that stuff come to collapse on you. That's what I love about being authentic in the streets because, and that's why, that's why Christ, I believe, had to be so real. Cause you feel this, man. Christ grew up with these cats he was hanging with. It wasn't like he just like, um, like who is Mark? No, they was playing kickball. Just like we know about who's playing in Simeon and a young boy in Westinghouse was killing it and young lady who's doing track. We know this inner, it wasn't like it was a gap. It was a smaller community too. They knew who was who. They growing up together. They going to dances together. They trying to holler at this person. So doing life, it's like we, we disconnect from all this stuff that Christ is doing. And then we become so high and mighty. Even if it ain't super church, it's just a bougie-ness that separates us from that space, man. And, uh, just hurts me, man. It hurts the people who we serve. 
It hurts the community that way, man. You know? So yeah. as we're, we're talking about what is the streets, right? And, and what, what we stand, uh, as we, we, as Jay was talking, what came to my mind was the corner, the song that come and wrote, the corner. And one of the lines Ooh, he got in there, wish I could give this feeling. he said, the corner was struggle and greed, fight. We write songs about wrong because it's hard to see right. Look to the right. sky, hoping it bleeds light. Well, we are the light that God has sent here Come on. to be on that corner where people are struggling, yeah. where people are hurting. And if we are going to be God's light and all we're going to do is sit in the building, then the rest of the world mm. is going to be in the darkness. And right. I'm not willing to be in the building with just other lights. I want to take my light to dark places <laughs> where people at, where people need it, where people need hope, where people need need to, to see some faith, where, where, where people need some help to to walk where people need a shoulder to cry on. So for me, yeah, the streets is where it's at. I'm gonna go to the right. church to get charged right. up so I can keep my light going. But I'm gonna go to the yeah. streets so that I can be the light out there to help somebody find their way. So when they look up, they're like, yeah. oh, there is God. He's been there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think, man, that's I think that's one of these guys speaking about that's one of the dangers of religious environments. Mm. Because with religious environments, it makes it difficult for people to do what Terrence just said. And that's to reconcile that I'm the light in the face of in darkness. Mm. It's, it's very, it's, there's always this temptation to, to separate myself from that which is darkness, even if I'm fake about it. Because mm. I don't want to be associated with that because I got to look good. I got I to gotta act the part. You know, but there is there is a sense of reconciliation that even where we stand, no matter how that is in Christ Jesus, we can still face darkness. We're not afraid of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, even on our worst day, we're not afraid of it. We've reconciled that. It's, yeah. it's not me alone that's standing in the face of darkness, but it's yeah. him, him in me, you know. Yeah. 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 That's that that part I don't think is taught enough. <laughs> that part I don't think is taught enough. It's, it's like what's taught enough is. Let's keep the light. Let's keep the light. Let's be in the light. Let's have a revival for people in the light. Let's let's do this for the light. But let that light go to the darkest joints. It's not. It's like it's like. Oh, wait a second. That that part is not necessarily there. now. The church can get shook by that when it comes to folks who are uh, maybe coming from the dark into the light and like, man, y'all bogus. All of a sudden, we go. Whoa, whoa, what do you mean? All of a sudden, it's like the light gets checked. It's like this story about this young boy who came to a church barefoot. Church was going on. He walked right in the middle, barefoot, walked, sat down, crossed his legs, sat right in the front pew, but not in the pew on the ground. Everybody was like, oh, oh, oh. Older deacon got up, started walking behind him in a cane. They knew, oh, this deacon about to give it to him. You can't come in here like that. Deacon sat down right by him on the floor with his cane, too. And everybody was like, whoa. So I'm saying the deacon recognized this is who we are. This is who we should be. I don't know what. <laughs> y'all tripping about right but that oftentimes is is not what is taught that part is it's almost like a special it's not a special kind of person that shouldn't be the kid but it's it's oftentimes let's keep our light going let's have this revival here let's have this singathon here let's do this here and uh, let's be fired up by the latest catchphrase you know what i'm saying we talking about what the bam son of sam and we're gonna walk that line then you leave church, we're going to walk that line, Joe. You're going to walk that line? I'm walking that line. Walk the... Shut up. Like, 
what are you talking about, man? Yo, yo, yo. You, you, mentioned, you mentioned the word, yo, you mentioned the word authenticity, right? Yeah. The true test of anything that's authentic can only be tested in the face of what's not authentic. <laughs> so if you're really authentic, you get a real Louis Vuitton purse. Come on. And you got to put it in the face of a fake Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> right, right, right. So right. that it can be declared authentic. <laughs> well, it's the same It's the same in the body of Christ. If you're truly the light, you got to test the light in the face of darkness. You got to go to the streets. Yeah. You mentioned the word incarnational. And we're we calling this church on the block. Yeah. This this very platform, the, the very efforts of what you all are doing tonight, today, this Sunday morning, and, and what I'm joining in on is just that, is the willingness to take that light and have it tested against any amount of darkness that may present itself. There might be people that say, man, I don't agree with y'all doing. I don't agree with that, what he said. But you're willing to do that. Because you know that what you have on the inside is authentic. Yeah. I remember real quick uh, when I first opened up the barber shop. Mm. Interestingly enough, I started having meetings with guys, and you know what we called it? Church from the barber shop. Ooh. <laughs> you want to guess who our greatest opposers were? The church. It was clients who were pastors who came in the barber shop <laughs> who vehemently said. What you all are doing is not of God. This is not God to be meeting in a barbershop. What? I know they didn't go to North We need a church. Where is their church? And so that was one of our biggest tests of authenticity. Yeah. Whether or not we were doing it as pleased, being trying to please men or whether or not we were trying to be incarnational in I our mean, effort. Yeah. That's crazy. Man, man you should have texted me, called me. I would have walked up in there with a collar, <laughs> with a collar, straight black robe. I would have went, what? Oh, my God. That's crazy. But it's almost like um, those who are then seeing your stay, your 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 keeping that real in that space will recognize that authenticity. Like, OK, this don't match that. Like, just what, just, just like what you should say, you know, and recognize and I know what they're talking about. We are, are we are real up in this space. We are keeping it uh, uh, a pure and unadulterated and. Uh, and, and people being blessed, uh, lives are being impacted. And the bottom line of things of of, of all of that, you know, um, when it comes to one particular perspective of how it should follow a line or follow an order, um, gets thrown out because of what's really the realness that's, real, that's, that's happening in the midst of that piece. You know what I'm saying? Like people who save lives. Um, there's a story about a guy who was a fireman at the firehouse at one time. He took a pen, those pens that had the ink, the little, and he pulled the pen out. He did a trach and a, and a person throw and took a pen and sucked out whatever and opened that spot for them from the breed. And I was not a part of any particular um, um, emergency manual, but he knew to save this person's life. I got to cut this part and put this pen open in there. So it is oftentimes when it comes to being real and authentic, we got to do what has to be done in a way that's transparent enough before God that lives and air can be brought forth so people can live and people can can survive in the midst of that peace, man. And so sometimes when it's unorthodox, it becomes like, for pastors, I don't know where to put this. I don't. I, I know where to put. This. I know where no pastor from Northern Seminary up in that boy uh, coming up. <laughs> <laughs> well, close, but nah. Close, but nah. <laughs> right, right, right. Man, man, this church on the block, man. Real talk about hip hop, the church on the streets. We're gonna be right back. 
talk to Jeff about his story and uh, what God is doing in his life. Be right back. Stay right there. Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We want to dive in a little bit deeper and just hear from Jeff. Jeff, tell us a little bit about your story from, from streets to church, bro. Tell the people a little bit about who you are. I've heard your story, and it's an amazing story. So what you got for us, bro? Man, fella, for me, fellas, it was, um, you know, go- growing up in the medium of the hood and, and and everything associated with that, you know, in terms of the collective thinking, the culture. Um, for, for me, it was, uh, and for many, I think it proved to be at least a few things. It was either you were going to play basketball, you were going to listen to your parents and continue your, your academics and go to school. Um, and, and for me, that one didn't work for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopelessness set in for me. Uh, I played basketball since I was in fifth grade, uh, all the way through high school. Didn't get a letter from any colleges, you know, so hopelessness set in, despondency set in. And so my next big ticket for me was I was going to be the next Nino Brown. I was going to be the, the biggest dope, dope dealer in Chicago, you know, right? Cause what I'm going to do with that hopeless, right? Wait, wait, Jeff, you said in the movement and your commitment through athletics and the desire and dream to go further, not getting that opportunity, it, it just squashed, crushed you that way for that hopelessness to go to that extreme to be the next Nino Brown. See, you, I wouldn't want to be off the top of the building. And you, you talk about the streets. That's a whole demographic of hurting brothers and sisters. Ooh. Who are laden with hopelessness, who have given up. They walk around, they function, but they carry that deep-seated disappointment from having attached a sense of hope and a future to sports uh, and athletics throughout school. Yeah. So I, I was one of those. I was one of those. Uh I wish I had, I wish I had somebody there that can catch me and redirect me and pivot me, repivot me you know, to continue, you know, to possibly go to a junior college, but th- that wasn't the route for me because what was waiting for me in that culture was some brothers mm. who had a business acumen, the wrong product, the wrong product I bid, but they had a business acumen in a sense to affirm me, to accept me when I fell from that ladder of wanting to be a basketball player, mm. leaving school, they were there to catch me. And so mm-hmm. with them catching me, uh, th- they taught me what they knew. And, uh, yeah, I was on that pursuit to becoming the next Nino Brown of Chicago, right? Wow. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 was it for me, man. Man, man. So that that's a projection. Now, y- y'all, we ain't going to tell you too much about Nino Brown. You have to look this up yourself or we're going to pull your black card. If you don't know... Uh-huh. That deal right there. I'm not gonna give you no hints. Google it. Go online, and then and then you know you'll connect the you'll connect the dots. So what you're saying in the context of that free falling of hopelessness, right? That that movement of that. But you said something so deep that there's like brothers out there in the same mindset with that hopelessness in that context, right? And they're functioning, but they're not really living in in, in the context. They're functioning, man, in that in that way. So what else? How, how did that journey continue with you in that spot? What is it that 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 I mean? So you put your all in the hoop and didn't come out, and then you put your same all into this movement of being Nino Brown in that way. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cause that all has to go somewhere. And that's exactly why I took it. And so, but in that functioning, right? Not life as you just clarified, it was a functioning. God was still there, still had people, grandparents praying for me. So God was at work even in that. Uh, fast forward to show you how he was at work. We, we believe, I think it's safe to say that on this platform, we believe in the redemptive power of God, right? Come on, come on. So that even in the middle of merely functioning, he's still pursuing you. Yeah. He's in hot pursuit of you with his love, even yeah. while you're just functioning, right? Yeah. yeah. And so at one point, one of those drug dealers, right? Real well known in the North Londale community, right? If I call his name, people might know it, right? And so he owned a, a uh, multi-unit building, right? With a restaurant in it. Mm. And one of the units were vacant. And he he uh, asked me to meet with him one day. And he told me, he said, hey, man, you're not going to be able to sell drugs all of your life. I want you to meet me tomorrow at 12. I got some for you. And he handed me a set of keys to my own storefront in which I later opened up my own barbershop. Wow. Now, here's the interesting thing, guys. And maybe you all can work with this. <laughs> you know, maybe you all can work with this for the audience. You know, I have to admit that the affirmation that I received, now I receive as it was from God, but through a drug dealer, was so much stronger than that which I received when I was converted and went to the local church. Wow. Ooh, that's a show. I struggled with that, man. (laughs) I struggled with this man that would be considered a rank sinner. Right. Who was older in age now, but saw something in me, declared to me that I wouldn't be able to sell drugs, neither did he want me to for the rest of my life, right. and gave me an opportunity to, to be legitimate, to go on a different path of life, and affirm me in such a way that I still hold that man near and dear into my heart, man. man. Even being saved. Yeah. The drug and dealer. this is a drug dealer who did, coming to another drug dealer, saying to him, you can't do this for the rest of your life, <laughs> so let me show you something right. else. <laughs> <laughs> That's, and, I, and I know who, I know who you're talking about too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah. And it's amazing. That's why I don't I don't understand why people get upset when we say things like, you know, God can do things without the church. Mm. Right? Like, <laughs> I still believe wholeheartedly that the church is God's chosen change agent for the world, but I don't believe that God will withhold his blessings, his desire, or his productive will if the church can't get their act together. You know what I mean? Like God will use somebody else in something else regardless of what we as Christians think about it or them. And I think this is a perfect example, and that's why it's near and dear to you, because you know it was God. Well, see, the churches sometimes have us thinking that that the church is good. Like, we do good stuff. (laughs) But when somebody that was out there as bogus as you in the world, like doing stuff and you looking and they do something that was godly and righteous and good. You're like, that had to be God. Like yeah. God is real, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? And that, those, those moments, I think we got to pay attention to. Man, yeah. man. The reality then, let me ask you this, on the flip side, were there people who you thought maybe could, should have come to you and said, hey man, I don't think selling dope is what you should be doing all your life. That you maybe thought they should have, because they maybe was close to you, they was with family, they was following the Lord. Maybe you had some respect for them. When you look back at that, where there's some other folks like, what am I? So and so didn't come to me and and and, and talk to me about that. They knew what I was trying to be or do, or you know what I'm saying? I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. 
For me, no, no. There was nobody around that way. No, not in that way. Were people scared to even come and talk with you? Like, yeah, so, yeah. To your point, I think I, I don't think that were I don't think that were people readily available that could match the level level of energy that I, that was that was going forth and functioning as you called it. Yeah, for the level of life I was living, I would have got you. I would I would have hollered at you, Jeff. Oh, you got that energy. Go on this way. <laughs> Give us that forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but, that's, but that's interesting, though, because that just shows that perhaps the level of energy that the people of God are having is complementary of what light they also want to continue to fester, but not necessarily bring that light into spaces that that light needs to be in. You know, to, and, and to be bold enough to be bold enough to trust God in a way that's peculiar to them in a way that does not make no freaking sense because yeah. God is bigger than a particular magical Roman three twenty three, Romans five, eight, Roman 10, 10, uh, Roman, you know, 10, nine and 10 Romans, John 10. If it's not in that formula, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now Jeff, how long were you out in, in, in the streets doing living this, this Nino Brown lifestyle from, from the, from the age of, 17 and a half to 26 years old. Mm. Okay. Wow. It's about nine years. Yeah, wow. nine and a half years. Man, and, and yeah. nine and a half years on the street like that is like dog years. It's like yeah, you, you got one it. year every seven years, man. Ain't no joke. Ain't no, no joke. joke. Now, and, and if, now, I got another question yeah. for you. So I've heard part of your story. And can you speak, to, uh, if we don't have to say names, I know there was a part of your story where you lived or you had a a a a, a, a drug spot next to a pastor <laughs> or something like that. Mm. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that was like? We don't have to name. You say that was your best. <laughs> but you say that was your best. <laughs> don't do that, Phil. Don't do that. Don't do that. What? What did he say, Jonathan? He said, "He said, was that your best customer?" <laughs> Oh my God. Cut it out! <laughs> Woo. Cut it out! Oh hey, a, a lot of people would think that I'm the I'm the I'm the rough one on the show, but it's really Phil. <laughs> it's really Phil. Hey, but but Phil, but but here's where here's where I think possibly we can go back and get some level of redemption for that statement I made about there was nobody to match that energy in which I was functioning out of. Man, this is good because that preacher. That pastor that Terrence mentioned that decided to move he and his family next door to me while I was selling drugs, he never hardly said anything to me. Mm. He simply lived his everyday life. And it was from watching his life that God used to resurrect an image Mm. to match later on the call that I was sensing my heart to leave that life alone. Wow. The saying goes like this. You can never go where you have not first seen. Mm. Mm. So God calls Abraham out and say, Abraham, look up and begin to number the stars. (laughs) It's the ideal of stimulating one's imagination. Yeah. That pastor living next door to me, begin this God begin to stimulate my imagination beyond drug dealing. Wow. Mm. Just by the way he governed his life and family going to and from 
outings in church. Wow. I say, wow, that guy's distinguished, man. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That, 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 wow. That, that in and of itself is, 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 is I think, this, the, the control factor. I think that, I say control, meaning that the, I, I think a lot of believers have to control the narrative. Like, I got to come out and bring you a track every day. I got to come out and yeah. do something. Yeah. Uh, the control factor that my light, who I am, my friendliness, my love, my, my engagement, uh, um, being in that spot, I trust God would do the rest. Would do, and maybe there's mad prayer going on the inside. Maybe there's mad prayer, you know, um, at the church. Hey, in my neighborhood, I want y'all to pray. There's a couple of situations going on with some young men around that way or whatever. In, in the midst of that, trusting God enough without having to feel this uh, uh, um, awkward uh, tug, I got to come in and, and control this narrative in that, in that space. That way. That's right. yeah. I mean, I, I just think about, we talk about it on this show all the time, that we are a group of men who believe in incarnational ministry, like yeah. being a part of the context in which God has called us to minister. So we're not just driving in and, and stopping by occasionally. Like we want to be integral parts. And when I hear your story, I'm like, that pastor didn't have to say a word, but the presence of light amongst that darkness shone bright. And, and that's why we tell people like it matters like where we are, what who we're with, where we make our lives, where we decide, who we decide to get close to. So that even if it's not like a I get to preach at you, no, I may not ever get to preach at you, but my light shines brightly and it shines brighter in the midst of darkness. So when we always trying to live in comfortability and a whole bunch of light around us versus like moving to where the darkness is, then we actually, we dim our own lights mm. because light amongst other light is just light, yeah. right? It doesn't shine yeah. bright. So yeah. I just think love hearing that story, just like, yeah. man, by yeah. the bucket of blood. You know, and, and, and I'll give you this gem. Shout out to you, Phil. Because when I moved over here, one of the things I saw Phil doing was being that light. Mm. Phil would pull up to the corners where all these guys was hanging out, selling drugs. <laughs> I've heard these stories countless numbers of times, even from the old heads. Man, I was out there trying to sell drugs, and here come Phil. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to shoot Phil, right? And so when I moved over here, Phil was still doing it. Mm. Phil was still pulling up where these guys were. And so what I started seeing is their friends would die. They'd be like, man. Feel like T. I'm finna ride over here. Come ride with me. We're gonna grab them all, take them all out to yeah. eat for breakfast, and spend some time with them while they morning. Mm -hmm. And that was something I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen a pastor step out out yeah, there doing that type man. of stuff. So I started doing what I saw Phil doing because I was like, "This works." Yeah. Mm -hmm. So here it is, Mother's Day. I'm pulling up on the corner with my family in the car. <laughs> Pulling up where they at. Yeah. They're like, what up, Big T? What up, T? Yeah. I'm like, what's good? Tell me, before y'all came out here to stood on this corner, that y'all done went and took y'all mamas, your baby mamas, somebody, some woman in your house out for Mother's Day. Oh, y'all, I did that already. Okay, cool. Y'all be safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And I would do that, and my wife would be like, right, right. You doing this for real? I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing this for right. real. You know? And I, I remember one time I was I was that same corner where I did that. I, I ended up going to a barbershop that was right there. And I'm going to the barbershop. And one guy walks up to me. He knew on the block. He don't know me. And he like, yeah, I got some weed for sale. And I'm just looking. I'm like, bro, 
you really, you really trying to sell me some weed? And he's like, yeah, you don't want to buy no weed? And the guys see him, and they come running over there. Nah, bro, not him. Not him, bro. You don't sell him no weed, right? And so they, they said, boy, you stupid. They started getting them. They started towing them out for trying to sell me some weed, right? And so they like, nah, bro, go. Then he threw something on the ground. I was like, hey, man, come on. Don't let him. Pick that up. That's like, yeah, bro, pick that up. What's wrong with you? That's- that's beautiful. Man. First, you out here trying to sell tea some weed, and now you out here yeah. littering, <laughs> oh, right? But that only comes from being the light that's and right. just standing out there, being present, yeah, right. right? That's right. Being present. Yeah, that's right. And, and, so, thank you for that. Feel, praise man. God, man. I praise God for you stepping into your purpose in that space, man. It was always there. Um, and the reality is that just shows you the doggone gap of mm. what if every person. Out of a hundred something churches in London, not even maybe five people in each of them churches did it. Yo, what a turnaround in our neighborhood there would be. I know somebody ain't working in, in them churches, and I, I know some some people work in different shifts. There could be a few folks just come out and just pull. Hey, what y'all doing, man? Y'all need something to drink? I got some water over here. Just kind of conversation because you care about about folks. I was talking to a woman today, like. You want to do something on 13 in Springfield? Let's do it. As long as they ain't got, as long as people don't got two heads and they talking crazy like some Martian, I'm going to be there. Let's do this. Um, uh, but man, church on the block, man. Real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets, man. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. Welcome back, everybody, to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop and church in the streets. It's your boy, Pastor Jay, Pastor Phil, DJ Ruckus, and our special guest, my man, Jeff Russell, a.k.a. Nino Brown. Man, <laughs> we are here. Talking about Jeff's story as we talk about the streets, and uh, he just shared with us kind of like his story and 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 how God was looking out for him even while he was on the streets. And so on this on this last part of the show, man, let's just talk a little bit about like what what we really think are some solutions, you know, as we move forward for how the church can be more connected to what's happening on the block, how we can make sure that there are more uh, people who give, you know who are shining their light so that, that people have something to emulate or as Jeff called it, have an imagination for what could be. So what do y'all think, man? What are some solutions we got? Um, Jeff, if you want anything or anybody, let's just share. You know, I, I, I'll kick us off. I remember when I used to live on the South side of Chicago, um, I had a vacant lot next to my lot. And I remember the, it was always trash in this lot. And I wanted to be like Stanley from Friday and just go out there and just yell at everybody. Right? <laughs> Stay off my right. lawn. And, and and so what I did one day, I decided I was gonna go out there and it was a bunch of little kids on the block and the ice cream truck came. I bought every last one on some ice cream. Now I ain't telling you to go out here and buy people ice cream, but what I'm telling you is this how look at your life and look at how you can be an impact by just simply loving people in the space they is. Where the, wherever they are, go be present with them. Just, mm. just show up and be yourself. Don't try to be somebody you're not, but be yourself. If you like to bake cookies, bake them Negroes on the corner some cookies. I bet you they start to respect mm. you. I bet you. If you mm. if you like to cook, 
cook them a meal every now and then. Because I gained those kids respect by just buying them some ice cream. And then they picked yeah. up all the trash out there for me. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, respect. it's like people forget to be a human being. Like, to stop, like, like you become other than a human being. Like, you know, it's just, it's just I don't know. It's just it, the, the weirdness of I got to do something other than what you just said. And and I think the deeper part is trusting in the fact that God let his people, those kids way before you gave them ice cream, right? Mm-hmm. You, we are just a part of the, the add on the lemon pepper that God is using to, to bring more love to them. They just, oh man. I mean, I picked up a stab person and I said, you know how crazy God is in love with you. She was going through some stuff. I said, I just got laid in my heart to call you, you know, ride. I got your ride. And we just, I said, I wasn't even planning on doing it, but it's 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 just in the mystery of, of of faith in that way and trusting in that part versus like trusting in your own understanding of how it should be and, and, and doing it a way that traditionally um you know it to be, you know? Yeah, I definitely I definitely think it's uh in terms of that uh incarnational, I definitely think as DJ Ruck has just said, uh, it's it's a presence, it's a willingness to take uh, the presence of Christ in us in some of these forbidden uh, territories as we treat them and uh, make them known, make them felt in a real way, touching folks' humanity, man, just identifying with them. Yeah. yeah. That's huge. I mean, I think, I think, hold on, Phil, one, one yeah. real quick. I, I think it's also, and, and you might have been going here, when I think back to Jeff's story, um, I think we as Christians, we always often have a one-dimensional idea of what God is doing. Like God is using us who know Jesus to bring light to dark places. But Jeff's story is a reminder that the closer we get to people and see them as humans, that God may be using the person that you think least God will use to bless you, to change your trajectory. Mm. So what we see in Jeff's story, you know what I mean, is because. Jeff is in relationship with somebody and, and, and listening to them. And he said he already honored and respected them in a totally different way. Yeah. Right. God uses this man, a fellow drug dealer to be able to, to change Jeff's trajectory so that we get the Jeff that we see today. So mm. I just don't want us to miss the fact wow. that sometimes God wants us to get closer to people because God wants to use them to help us. You know, in in the way that we supposed to live, it ain't just one direction. Right. So yeah. I just love hearing his story. Yeah. That was deep for me. Yeah, that, that's that's I, I mean that's a revelation. Right? That's a that's a word. That's a word. I mean, yeah. The the, the reality, I, maybe that's why people are scared because mm. <laughs> if I do that, ooh, I gotta own something. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and remember, they watching us, right? That's Jeff right. Talked about how he was looking at that pastor. He was watching that pastor. So they watching us. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I remember one time being on the block, we had a house service and uh, it was me and a few other brothers went out there after the service, nine, 10 o'clock at night, 16th and Millard. And uh, some of the guys I knew, some guys was high. We, we brought some breakers and some, and some MCs and we was rapping. We got there like two in the morning, man. And we went to pray. And all of a sudden the area was packed for a little bit and, it, and then it faded away. Not that many people were out that way. We weren't telling people to shoot, 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 go away, go away. We're just praying with people and loving on people. They're like, we ain't making no money. So let's get away until they leave, right? That's, <laughs> that's my logic. That's my logic. They're like, let's leave. They're, they're going to come back. We prayed with some cats, man. This dude had rocks in his hand. You hear me? Man, let's pray, Joe. And he had the rocks in his hand. And we were praying. I said, man, just hold him. We're going to give me a finger. And we just pray. I didn't say, how dare it thou? 
have this crack cocaine in your hand. I just said, let's pray, man. And then he would, he would get to tell me his story about hooping. And I said, let's go get some eat. So we went down to Hody's. The man got in the car with us, went down to Hody's and ate. We have the two in the morning. Me want to drop you off back at the slot? Nah, man, just I don't take me home, man. I said, come into the firehouse, man. We got community service. We just kind of did life together with it. It wasn't any kind of mystery. Mm-hmm. It wasn't any kind of like, I must let you know that there's an anointing on your life. Now, if God led that to be the case, then there's got to be a way that God's going to use that in a way that's relevant, but not necessarily peculiar and weird and odd. But in a sense that there is um, uh, a, this, this, the land is so dry with people who want to bring that, that, that to, to get that soil turned up that, um, I mean, it just shows, I think, the hunger of, of, of where people are. And it, it's been such a big boy that nobody really knows, are you real or not real? Um, you know, when it comes to you going out that way. So more people come and just post up, hang out, do stuff. Everything from whatever whatever felt needs that are going on, I believe there will be a turning back to not just a, a local congregation, but to 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 God that God hadn't forgotten about them, that they hear, and there's no judgment in the midst of that peace, man. To create just a, an awareness of their of, of folks' identity, and and to even be so bold enough to be like, man, you know, I'm 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 not a, a drug dealer, but I've been out here every Tuesday, and I see you out here at night. But there's something more to you, man. Let, let's talk about business. Maybe if, if that's all the conversation they would have, man, this dude, believe me, I could. I can start a business and, and, and opposite of like the blessing of him, him having the ability to have the keys and to move forward. Maybe there's another avenue that, that you never know what your skill set that you have could be a light to somebody else who's waiting for that spot. But if there's a, a, a intimidation or if there's some kind of pattern that you're not familiar with yet that you want to go into and then I'm going to dive into it, it's never going to be there, man. And uh, yeah, so, so Jeff, what, what would you say, man? Like, like if you're going to tell other believers, like we've been talking a bit about that, but from your background and from your experience, that would be like, man, if, if this, if there was a believer who did this, I mean, some of us have maybe rhetorical from what we were talking about, but, but overall in general, uh, 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 to give the people listening who are followers of Christ, what do I do next? How do I do this? What should I do? What, what would you say? You know what, man? I'm, I'm, I'm excited for many reasons <laughs> being here with you all, but man, I love being around Pastor Jay. Yeah. Because I'll say something, and he has this ability, this gift, to go and grab the thought and fix it just right. Man, you ain't never lying. You ain't never lying, man. It's like, what? How do you, man, we graduated from seminary together. I don't, remember, I don't remember none of them classes. I don't remember none of them classes. I'm like, I, miss, I must not have read that book. Uh <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I said that. I said that guy. I said that guys to say this. He said it, mm. man. I will spend my energy in helping the bride of Christ to move from one dimensional thinking about mm. God. Mm. And, and somehow I believe somewhere around there is the connection for that light to break forth and mm. so many different directions within our communities, within our cities, on our jobs, and within our nation, within our world. Mm-hmm. I believe it's a breaking out. It's a, it's a, uh, yeah, that's a sense of breaking out of this one dimensional and to begin to open our hearts to see God in multifaceted ways. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, let's face mm-hmm. it, because you see enough darkness and trauma in the hood, it starts affecting your sight. Right. It starts affecting your imagination and it starts affecting your heart in which we launch our faith from, yeah. man. Yeah. And so when somebody like Jonathan comes along and starts talking about 
Man, let's think of God as this multi-dimensional God. <laughs> he can move on a drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yep. Right. That's it. like, what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> real And it yeah. come out of real life. Like, it don't yeah. come out of, like, you're not sitting in the house thinking, I wonder if God is multi-dimensional. No, you hear a story. You yeah. meet a Jeff. Yeah. And you go, dang, God, you blowing my mind again. Yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. I think this is another issue with the church. And Jeff, you you speaking to it here too, is that we're always looking for the big dramatic moment, the yeah. big deliverance moment, the yeah. big, you know, I once was blind, now I see moment versus living in the everyday mundane activities of life That's it. and allowing God to change things incrementally through relationship through just doing the same thing, seeing the same people, telling you, telling people you love them, you know, stopping on them on the corner, you know, like those are not like magical, amazing, miraculous things. And so the church don't look at them with any glitz mm, and glare, mm, mm. but those are the things that actually begin to chip away at the enemy's hold on the culture and the way things go in our neighborhood. Yeah. It's when we just consistently chip away at it every day. Nope. There is hope. Nope, there is mm-hmm. love. Nope, there is joy. Nope, there is a, a way out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's what I get from your story, bro. Like nine years, like people was chipping away at that. There was no one miraculous moment that got us to who Jeff Russell yeah. is today. All right. I got number two, Phil. Just listening to him. I got number Bring two. Number two. So I was spending energy into helping the body, helping the body of Christ see God beyond this one dimensional uh of yeah. you. Number two, I would, man, encourage brothers and sisters to do platforms like this. Church on the block. Why? So we can keep telling the story. Mm -hmm. So we can keep hearing the story. So we can keep telling the story. The mundane of life. The investment of movement in the community. Not super dramatic. Somebody just came alongside of me and I saw how he looked and saw how he governed his family. Right. And I keep telling that story right. and keep hearing the story. Yeah. Yes. That's number two. That's now, true. Cause yeah, preacher man. Jeff, you yeah. got a, you got a third one for us, preacher. <laughs> third, three. <laughs> third point. I got to hear my pastor oh, okay, say something. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, the, re- the reality is, is that that stuff is not going to be in no church bulletin. It's not going to be yeah, somewhere right. where, uh, oh, wow, we, we saw them. They sunk somewhere. It was on TV. And that's the part I don't care about, man. That's, that's the part That's the part that is here today going tomorrow. That's just a fluff. But the, 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 the daily uh, 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 long walk in the same direction, I say it all the time, that level of faith and that level of tenacity and resilience is what will and can bring that healing voice to the streets. That that yeah. I'm, I'm I'm not. We tell our own guys. We serve. We with you for 15 years. We are with you until you say stop calling me. I got a house. I'm married. I got two kids. I'm out in uh, uh, Oak Park. Uh, <laughs> why you keep calling me, mentoring me about something? I mean, until until that happened, um, we are not going to let you go. We uh, so. Uh, that 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 relentlessness, right? That is not necessarily uh, that that light is going to be that relentless, um, so that it becomes uh, walking alongside of you as of a, of a higher priority, and being that example than the expectation of what has happened in churchianity kind of vibe. You know what I mean? So that that almost needs to be like reversed. It's almost like let's have church, 
And thank y'all for singing today. We're going to go and hit the neighborhood. I remember Harvey Carey, man, at one time, and 400 young people at his church in, in Salem. And I'm talking to Harvey. And I, I, I might have I been there the Sunday before or the Sunday after. And then we told the story. I was like, man, I missed that Sunday. This man, they sing songs. He said, we leave it. They left, went to a dope house. Went to a dope house right there in, in Rosewood and sung and had church in front of a dope how Muggs was coming out the dope house. That man done shut down five dope houses in, in Rosewood. Shut them down just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Like, and the kids is like, yo, man, what God, what is God? Oh my God. And they began to get hungry. They began to be like, yo, what, what else can we do, Joe? Let's let's go over here to the liquor store. And just sing. Let's love on people. Let's walk with people, right? And begin to to do those human things, right? That that incarnational thing. I mean, this you know, scripture talking about like there's so much that can be written about Christ, but there's not enough volume that can contain it. That's the world I like to live in. And John, like, what about the things that Jesus was doing and talking to people while he's going, hey, Jesus, Joe, look, man, you got $5? Hey, man, what you need $5? And I'll just a regular doing life. I, mean, I gave you $10 yesterday, man. You lost it at the crap game. Dude, don't stop shooting crap. Here go $5. Talk to me. You got a job for me at the temple or whatever conversation that would be normally having, like we have, that kind of level of, and to me, really, his doing life with the people he was with, I think that was the core of why they became so effective in the kingdom of God as disciples in that spot, man. You know, they're doing life peace and they began to regularly walk with time to drop bars. Yeah. This reminds me of a story, man. It reminds me of this story about an eagle. You know, eagles have this supersonic eyesight, right? And these e- this eagle in this National Geographic uh, clip was scooping down. They followed this eagle, man, is scooping down, flying into this river and grab this fish. And they have these claws, these coils that they have on them, and they grab this fish. And this fish was kind of huge. You know, fish come out the water, they're going to be bucking. This fish was, this this eagle's huge, too. This big old wingspan was flying. But you could tell in this story, in this film, the eagle was getting shook by this fish. This fish was larger than the eagle had projected to get. And as the eagle had gotten up so high, the eagle, you could tell the eagle was straining to try to keep this fish going. And so it seemed as if the eagle was trying to let go of what was, had, had gripped, but the claws had gotten too deep in it and it could not let go of this fish. It just could not let go. And the eagle started falling back down in the water. I'm watching this thing. I'm bugging. And as it began to go back down in the water, the eagle couldn't let go of what it had carried that it thought it wanted and sunk and drowned this eagle. Scriptures talk about in Hebrews 1, man, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance to race that's marked out for us. Yo, I don't know who you are, what you're thinking about as a believer of Christ. But yo, throw off that that's hindered. Recognize that what you have thrown off that's hindered you is what other people need you to, rec- to be relevant with as you serve and live and walk along folks in the street so that they can see an example that, yeah, yeah, I'm trying to live this life out and figure this thing out too. I did grab them big old fish. I did seek to try to make my way in that context, but that thing weighed me down. And through Christ, he gave me the strength to relinquish that, man. Allow yourself to be used by God in peculiar ways, in mysterious ways, because that is what uh, Christ did when he came from heaven to earth. Who wants to come from heaven to earth? But God, for our sake. Yo, this is Pastor Phil Church on the blog with DJ Ruckus, Russell, Jeff Russell, come Russell, <laughs> and Pastor Jay. We'll see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us.